502 what's going down it's your boy Rashawn Myers Big X Sports Radio 96.1 FM 1450 AM on a beautiful beautiful 4th of July weekend and it is going down let's go crazy let's get nuts that is the mantra of this whole show today (laughs) and I feel like there is a lot that goes into that and a lot that uh, <laughs> we can go crazy about because it seems like everybody has already lost their mind, is losing their mind, or never had one to begin with because that uh, it, it has been – you know, they always say that there's nothing to talk about during summer sports radio, dead and summer, all that crap. That's absolutely like the last couple of years. I mean, I guess since the COVID shutdown year, I mean, 2020, um, you know, everything literally shut down and there was not much of anything to talk about. Um, but the last two off seasons, uh, you know, or summer times, as, as, you know, as if you will, um, there's been a lot going on. Uh, and, you know, there's been plenty to talk about. And uh, this is no exception. We have an absolutely amazing uh, action-packed show uh, for you this morning. Uh, of course, I am uh, the captain of this ship, uh, Rashawn Myers. Um, I will soon be joined by the dulcet tones of Mr. Haven Harrington, uh, the architect of the main event sports show, uh, as well as Joe Kelly at That Boy's Good uh, will be joining me as well. But I am going to get the, uh, you guys started and kicked off uh, on my own until those gentlemen want to join the fray. 
today. Uh, and of course, we have so many, so many, so many things to get to. Um, once again, uh, your boy got a whole bunch of stuff started on Twitter and basically provided content for uh, pretty much the whole sports radio uh, consciousness uh, this week. So once again, you guys are welcome uh, that I basically got on Twitter, get my rants going, and then argue with people for about four days. <laughs> so it provides a lot of content. That, you know, they never thank me by name, but it doesn't matter. I already know that you know you're either talking about me um, or the subjects that I bring up, and I provide you with uh, you know I don't know something to talk about. It's okay, uh, but uh, we have uh, it, it has been an absolutely crazy week. A lot of back and forth about, of course, University of Louisville basketball, which is uh, a topic that's hot and heavy. Um, of course. Uh, two what was it two days ago we get the absolute haymaker uh, from college realignment um, as the Big Ten just basically decided uh, to drop a nuclear bomb on college athletics. Um, with their latest move. Um, and then, of course, we have everything that's happening with NBA free agency. Uh, you know, we already have one luminary uh, superstar on the move. A big-time trade went down. Uh, Going to have thoughts on that uh, and how that impacts, of course, everybody's uh, favorite son from the University of Louisville, Mr. Donovan Mitchell, um, who's been in town uh, actually shooting ball uh, with the team, and, and that caused a big uh, rush as well some of the pictures uh, that came out of that and of course uh, your boy had thoughts on that and, and everybody wanted to get up in arms uh, about that as well if you want to get involved with anything that we talk about today of course the best way to get involved the Thornton's text line uh, 502-414-1450 uh, uh, we will be reading all your uh, texts and tweets live on the air uh, you know that's something that we always love to do is to be interactive with you um, I'd love to hear your thoughts uh, on any of those things um, as well uh, if you want to uh, get involved and give us a call we actually do take calls the only show that takes calls uh, you know in the market pretty much uh, is uh, the the wake up 502 show here on big x sports radio everybody else is like you know what the juice just isn't worth the squeeze these people are crazy well you know what i am willing to take that chance i'm willing to do it I'm okay with it. Uh, so, you know, if you want to give us a call, 502 uh, 384 um, And as promised, uh, we are now being joined in studio uh, by the studious one <laughs> himself, uh, Mr. Haven Harrington. Haven, how you doing, brother? Uh, studious one? I, I like that. <laughs> hey, the studious one is in the studio. And there you go. Architect <laughs> has arrived. What's going on with you, brother? How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing real good. I'm doing real good. Came back from a great wedding over the uh, over the uh, weekday here. Yes, you know, midweek. My, my my son went ahead and tied the knot, jumped the broom, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Looks like everybody was happy and, and having fun and jumping brooms and all that stuff. Oh, it was awesome. That's what's up, man. You know what I'm saying? Congratulations to Dom. You know what I'm saying? And, and the fam. Uh, very very excited for him. Uh, you know to to make that move. Uh, you know, so uh, be best best wishes uh, to him. Uh, <laughs> uh, we <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I already got to open, and we already getting a text into the uh, Thornton's text line um, from uh, the the the. I, I guess my 
my, my the, the my creator <laughs> my, my dad's text then <laughs> to the Thorns text line uh four one four fourteen fifty says dulcet tones I like it <laughs> what's it mean <laughs> gotta Google it have a great <laughs> show Mister Controversy I don't think I'm Mister Controversy Dad see you see be your own people they just be talking about you <laughs> so I have, I have a question for you yes sir how did now I used to always tease you as being a homer yes. As, as being Homer light, right? Yes. Not not Homer heavy, but you you you've always been like love, Homer I love, light. I love the red and black, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you've always been like a Homer a, a Homer light type of guy. Like I'm a U of L fan. I carry the flag. Yeah, but you know, like I, I'm a U of L fan, but a lot of times I'm just like, yeah, whatever, you know. <laughs> and you know, I I try to keep it real. Yes. And sometimes keeping it real goes wrong. Yeah. True. And it's like this week. For you, keeping it real went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have somehow, somehow I have become the person that hates U of L. Like, I don't even know how that happened. That's just amazing because, like, you've just been like a homer, like, most of your life. And, like, to read on Twitter and people's like, you hate U of L, don't you? I'm like, no. All you want to do is see the, the program go down. No, you know, we're not drinking the Kool-Aid. You're Mr. Negativity. But here's the thing, like, as much as we talk about Satterfield, like, nobody came and was like, you guys hate U of L. You know, and and and, and hey, that it's so funny because that I, I've been thinking about it, and, and I've been thinking um, about it for the last several weeks, but especially this past week, I I, I wanted to kind of put, uh, I want to figure out why, what was happening, what's going on, um, and it, it's very interesting to me, and I want to get your thoughts on that. This was going to be the first thing. Um, that I want to talk about. That's what kind of why the theme of Let's Go Crazy uh, is because it seems like everybody, uh, Cardinal fans right now, especially on the basketball side, and of course basketball is the, 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 the main love and passion of the university uh, and the state of Kentucky in general, um, everybody's been at each other's throats, and you just have these very two, it just seems like there's Cardinal fans on one side of the fence and on the other side of the fence, and if you don't agree with their side, they're just completely just destroying you. And I wanted to know why this is happening because, you know, I felt like I've come out and made some very um, normal type of, uh, you know, uh, evaluations of the Cardinal basketball program and where the roster stands at this point. And we've well, heard- you know what? I, I will take it a step further. Like, yes. you went beyond, like, just an evaluation, but, like, you had, like, real critiques. Yes. Of yes. legit critiques, yes, of, of the program, and there are legit critiques. Like we were probably one of the first shows, one of the first people to talk about where the guards. Yes, and I remember making the comparison right now. This is almost like Chris Mack, like another guy who cannot recruit a guard to save his life. <laughs> well, hey, well, you know what? Look, legit, like when Louisville got the commitment of Brandon Huntley Hatfield out of the blue, the, the big man from Tennessee, former five star. Um, I praised that move. I praised the fact that it was, you know, it, they were able to get it done. But of course, I I also said that you know what? It is awesome that Brandon Huntley Hatfield has decided to join the University of Louisville. Of course, he's joining a front court that already had Roosevelt Wheeler, uh, Jalen Withers, uh, JJ Trainer, and uh, uh, Sidney Curry. So you know, it's nice to get another big guy but you know it's pretty full front court as it is but it's always nice it's always great to add more talent uh you know you never throw you know you never say no to talent but I did also say but what Louisville needs is guards and I brought it up then it's like you know I'll be happy to see you know once we actually start to get some of these commitments from some of these perimeter players coming in I made the especially point especially since college basketball is a guards game 
Yeah, well, basketball in general, for the most part, around the world now. Yeah, but it's, especially. It's a guard's game. Yeah, but especially college basketball is a guard's game. Especially college basketball. I mean, I mean, you know, it's just if if you don't have guys that can that can make plays, um, it's very difficult to get things done. So you know, through that, I was like, okay, I I understand. Like I understand, you know, th- there's kind of been this whole big thing, and everybody's kind of taking the general consensus of you have quote unquote the pro KP people, KP of course being Kenny Payne, and then the uh, and not necessarily anti KP people, but people that wanted to go in a different direction with the coach, and and that was it was too simplistic a view of what's happening right now. And I was trying to figure out, okay, well, I understand, you know, some, you know, people have their guy that they want and other people, and people tend to argue about that. But I was like, but this is a little different. And there's, this, there's been this overriding opinion by a lot of people that um, pretty much are telling me, okay, and the general consensus that I've been getting is next year doesn't matter. Rashawn, you're crazy. It doesn't matter if Louisville doesn't have any guards. KP, in KP we trust. He's going to get it done. He's going to coach them up. Um, you know, don't worry about the guards. Uh, you know, if you listen to certain shows around here, uh, you don't even need guards to bring the ball up. Anybody can bring the ball up, and then you can just run an offense once you get into the, the half-court set, which is absolute baloney, but okay, that's going to be what you go with fine. Um, but – you know, I kept wondering why in the heck is everybody basically saying that this year doesn't matter? You know, I'm trying to give evaluations of the um, the team and what I see for what's coming for Louisville this year, the 2022-23 basketball season. I'm like, why in the heck is everybody fighting me on what's important and what's needed for this team this year? And you know what it is, Ivan? I finally figured it out. What is it? I finally figured it out. I know what it is. What is it? All of the folks that wanted Kenny Payne, because this is this was always about my association. But why? Do you remember why I said I didn't want Kenny Payne as the head coach of Louisville? Do you remember? Yeah, one of the number one reasons was experience. And there's guys out there that could activate the program sooner who are who are active college coaches. Yes, that had the connections to players and other coaches that can get things done. They actually won, and they, they actually won. They've actually coached, and they can get it done faster. Yes, so. That, that was my biggest thing is I wanted a guy that had experience because we knew that he could actually coach. And I felt that University of Louisville is a program, a blue blood, multi-national championship winning program. And a program like that does not need a coach that has training wheels because that's not what the University of Louisville is. And bringing in Kenny Payne, you were basically going to have to wait for him to figure out and learn how to coach and fi- figure out if he can coach. Well, it's not only coaching, but it's also running a program. Absolutely. There's a lot that happens with that. When you're the captain of the ship, you know, like they say, you, you may be one chair over as the associate head coach, but it's miles away. There's miles difference between that, one, that first chair and that second, second chair. And what's happened is that everybody who wanted KP basically – knew that he was going to have to figure it out. So in their minds, they already they're basically saying, "Okay, we know KP's going to have to figure it out." So I'm just not going to care about anything. But what's happening is I always wanted to coach because if 
I don't care if it was Mick Cronin. I don't care um, if it was uh, Kelvin Sampson. Kelvin Sampson. I don't care who it is. Like if Brad Stevens decided to come back from Boston, I, I don't care who it is. Anybody else that would have come in the first year, just like Chris Mack did, uh, you know, four years ago when he got here, people were like, okay, what's he going to do? Is, you know, how's he going to turn Louisville into a tournament team now? Any other coach that had experience, people were going to have expectations immediately. So what's happened is all the folks that are KP folks have in their, in their mind, okay, we know it's going to take Kenny some time, but I just believe in him because, you know, DJ is coming in 2023. But what they want me to do? is now set aside my expectations for this year, for a new coach coming in, and what are we going to do to turn this around because Louisville's missed the tournament two years in a row. I mean, the thing is, there's enough talent on the roster Yes, already that if you just got some decent guards, this would be a, a, a tournament team. Absolutely. And, and the one thing, and I'm going to tell everybody. But anybody, the one thing you needed on the squad well, yeah. were guards. Yes, but guess that's, what? that's what he said last year. I mean, you well, first of all, Haven, this is worse than last year because last year Louisville brought in four guards. They had four perimeter players. They had L. Ellis, the number one Juco point guard. They brought in Jarrett West. Uh, they brought in Mason Faulkner, uh, you know, and, and they had some options there um, at the guard spot. This year, Louisville doesn't even have options. Like, like, like this year, Louisville doesn't have anybody, and, and Sam Williamson, of course, can play guard as well. But, but you know, you had options this year. Louisville doesn't even have options. <laughs> they only have one true guard on the roster. But the, the the point being is that because all of these KP people have basically just got in their mind that you know next year doesn't matter because he's going to have to figure it out and whatever else. They don't care what happens with the team this year. But they want me to set aside my expectations because I expect a Louisville head coach to come in, hit the ground running and win now. Because that's what's expected from the Louisville head coach. Louisville is a 20 plus win National championship, like a bottom line. My, my man Ethan Moore says it from Louisville Sports Live all the time. Louisville, the bottom line, baseline expectation is making the NCAA tournament. That's a non-starter. That's what you're supposed to do. Yes. So I'm looking at this team for this year, for the 2022-23 season, and I'm saying, okay, let me look at this team and figure out how the hell this team is going to get to the NCAA tournament. You know, and, and don't get us wrong. Like people, like, like people think we're haters. Like case in point, people think I hate Scott Satterfield. And I get that because I'm critical of Satterfield. And I have been. Yeah. It doesn't mean I hate Scott Satterfield. It's just that no. there's glaring holes in his coaching ability. And there, and you put a product, you have good enough talent on the team to where your team should be better than what they are. Yes. There is no reason to have that 4 7 season or the 6 and 7 season. Yes. No reason at all. Agreed. Uh, and that's the whole point. Text her into text line 414 1450. Uh, says, Rashawn, uh, you're catching heat because you were calling for other coaches other than KP. Absolutely. And, and you were. That's fine. But guess what? But we both were. Louisville's a national championship programming. Hey, even guess what? How many other teams were beating their door down? Power five elite teams, I'm speaking of. How many, te- how many other people were beating down the door for Kenny Payne? How many? My silence was my answer. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. 
Okay, nobody was beating down their door, and that's not shade. That's not, you know, trying to hate on anybody. That's it's the facts. truth. This is facts. Okay, so you know what? This is not a guy who everybody was beating the door down, and while you guys loved him so much and you all want him so much, that's fine and good. He is like, I remember the 86 championship. I remember Wilt Milt Wagner hitting the free throw, throwing up, you know, throwing up the fist, pumping it because Lil was about to win that second national championship. I remember uh, Purvis Ellison getting the put back and putting the one in the air. Putting the finger in the air because everybody was excited. They were about to win the national championship. I love Kenny Payne. I appreciate all his contributions. I'm excited to see what he can do, but guess what I'm not going to do, Haven? I'm not going to set aside what makes me a University of Louisville Cardinal basketball fan. I have expectations. And, brother, you wanted the seat, so you get the heat. That needs to be on a T-shirt. I thought the T-shirt was <laughs> Kenny Payne won those games. <laughs> I thought well, that was a T-shirt. Yeah, that, that's definitely a T-shirt. No, but you know, but here's the thing. So like, like people think all we did was criticize KP, and we didn't. When KP made those hires for Danny Manning and his other assistant coaches, we was like, great job. That's what we're talking about. The man's putting together a great staff. You know, when he, when he put together, you know, director of basketball operations and was putting the other key people in place, it was like, great job. Yes. He's making moves. Yes. You know, this is it. You know, when he got the big guys to commit, it was like, that's what we're talking about. Okay, yeah. He's, 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 getting, some, he's, he's getting some targets. Now we get some guards, and we're rolling. Yeah. And it really didn't have to be good guards. You just needed to have at least some, people that had experience. That's it. Just, I mean, either like two guys on a high school and maybe one transfer, and, you, and you're good. You're hey, Gucci. Haven, if you brought in Mason Faulkner and, and um, Jarrett West this year, Okay, if you had those guys, and I mean, you had Noah Locke as well, which is a guy I didn't mention earlier. You know, if you bring in this exact same group level player this year that you did last year with Chris Mack and crew, I'm fine. I don't have anything to say. I'm excited to see because you know what? Those guys weren't great because this is the, this is the pivot everybody's been going to. Oh, well, you you didn't expect Kenny Payne to come out and get five-star guards immediately. Well, you know, he's not he's not been here long enough to build those kind of relationships to get that done. Nobody's asking for him to get the best guards in the portal. But when you get turned away, when you get turned away by Fabio, <laughs> a guy who was unrecruited by who was recruited by nobody. <laughs> well, now, now now I will say with Fabio Basili uh, specifically, there's a lot of, and, and if you listen to the Mike Rutherford Show, 3 to 6 p.m. here on Big Exports Radio weekdays, Monday through Friday, you like I threw in that plug right there. Uh, <laughs> when you listen to Mike Rutherford, Mike, Mike has mentioned that Fabio is still, they, they, Louisville is trying to add Fabio, and Fabio wants to be a Louisville Cardinal, but apparently there's a lot of uh, transcript issues. No, it's, no. This is like an old school. Like All Louisville fans remember back in the day when we was dealing with Prop 48 kids and, and dealing with some of these kids that had iffy, iffy situations and you're trying to see if he's going to get cleared. It's kind of old school. It's kind of like that's sounding like the type of situation no, that we're no, dealing no, with. No, 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 <laughs> even with that being the case, should a program of Louisville's caliber really have to settle for a guy with zero offers? No. From no, zero no. power five programs, a guy who got zero run from anybody? No, like that, and that's the whole point. Is and, and everybody who wants to say, oh well, you know, guys weren't just gonna come to Louisville when Louisville doesn't know, they don't know if Louisville's gonna have a tournament play. Uh, Satterfield, okay. hold up. Satterfield figured it out. 
Well, and, and this and that's my point. Is, I'm okay, saying. Even if you don't get the Malachi Smiths, even if you don't get, um, you know, Hunter who ended up at, at, at Texas, you know, uh, Monty Bates. Even if you don't get Mosley who ended up at, at uh, Missouri, even if you don't get Monty Bates who ended up at Eastern Michigan, that's all fine and good. But you could have went out and got a guy like Dylan Penn, the point guard who was at Bellarmine. Dylan Penn ended up at Vermont. You think Dylan Penn, a kid who was playing ball in Louisville, would not have minded coming right down the street? Who would you rather play for, Louisville in the ACC or Vermont, the Catamounts? Come on, man. We have no idea what conference they're in. I mean, Dylan Penn would start for Louisville this year. Okay, Louisville didn't have to go out and get the best. We aren't trying to say that Louisville had to go out and get the best players in the transfer portal. All I'm saying is get players from the transfer portal. With experience. With experience. You didn't have to. There are plenty of players, 300-plus guys in the transfer portal. Louisville could have got somebody if they want them. The problem is the coaching staff decided to turn their nose up at the guys like Dylan Penn, the guys that they didn't feel were good enough, the Jarrett West of the world. They didn't, he, you know, they turned their nose up at the guys they didn't think were good enough. And when the elite guys wanted to talk about money and finances, they turned their noses up at them too. So guess what we end up with, Avon? Nobody. Fabio, maybe. <laughs> hey, you know what? We're going to go ahead and hit this first break. The text line is pop, pop, popping right now. All right, when I get back, 414-1450. I'm going to read your text. I'm going to read your tweets. Every, everything's coming in, Haven. And you can guess some of the questions and some of the stuff going in. I think I've activated the uh, the le- Leather Hat Mafia for the University of Louisville Carnation. Leather hey, Hat Mafia. Yeah, you, you know who the Leather Hat Mafia is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Wake Up 502 with Rashawn Myers. We'll be right back on Big X Sports Radio. With this scene, don't you know I'm loco? loco? To wake up 502 with Rashawn Myers here. Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Uh, Thornton's text line is popping. Give us a, a text in. I want to hear your thoughts next. 414 1450. Uh, Haven, 
They are going hot and heavy. I figured <laughs> that we would get some, uh, uh, you know, get some interaction this morning. I'm very appreciative of it. I want to get to everything. That's one of the things, like, I'm not one of those people, like, there are certain sports shows that just try to beat you over the head with their opinion, and they only want to get tweets and texts from people that agree with them because they want to act like everybody has their own opinion everybody agrees with them, but that's not the real world. What's so, the fun in that? So exactly. Like, so what I want is I want actual opinion. I want actual, and I'm going to read everything, and I'm going to talk about it because you know what? Conversations and communication is the key to success. So I'm excited. I want to talk about it. So let's go ahead and get right to the Thornton's text line, 414-1450. First test uh, text into the show, um, well, second, if you can count my dad, you know, just calling me out and calling me Mr. Controversy. (laughs) But uh, text into the Thornton's text line says, Myers. What's wrong with you not wanting to be patient with the first black uh, men's coach here? And to that, first of all, I am very, you know, everybody knows, man, like we are down for the cause, okay? Black Power Fist is a part of the main event sports logo, okay? And, and that's, I still wear that, that cape of the main event sports show very proudly, okay? Uh, but the one thing that I'm not going to do, I'm very excited about Kenny Payne being the first African-American head coach uh, in the history of the school. Um, it, it's a long time coming, and with everything that, that um, you know, our folks have done uh, to help advance this program, hey, I love it. I'm excited for it. But just because he's a brother does not mean that my expectations for my program change. And well, I'm not going to – Lower my expectations for him. He wanted the seat, so now he gets the heat that comes with it. Well, you know, and, and there's a another side to that as well. Yes, sir. Another side to that is we know the kind of scrutiny that that, that black coaches get. Yes, we we you know what we know what the scrutiny's like. Yes, and we know to come after the gate, you have to be almost like Superman. Yes, agreed. So we really. You know, a lot of people, you know, take this as, you know, harsh critiques of Kenny Payne. We're not giving him a chance. No, we want their brother to succeed. Absolutely. As much as possible. But we know in order to succeed, like, you have to have a good season this year. Like, like people are willing to give you pass right now because you haven't played a game. Yes. But once you start playing games. Let you go down to Maui and get embarrassed. And the lack of guard play <laughs> is, like, woefully, woefully obvious. I mean, I hope it works. I hope J.J. Trainer is able to play some of the three. We've heard that Jalen Withers, maybe he can bring the ball up. We've heard Kamari Lands, maybe he's good enough to start at the two guard right now as a true freshman. Um, I hope all of these things work out. I hope you're training the switch from being a more power-based program under Chris Mack to being a more fitness running-based program uh, under Kenny Payne. Get your guys in amazing shape. I hope that it works out. Haven, like, that's the thing. Like, I'm not praying for fail. I'm not praying for Kenny Payne to lose. I'm not praying for things not to work out. I hope all of it works out. I mean, we want we want we want the brother to succeed because I understand that if you lose and you go out there to Maui and you get embarrassed, it's over. The wolves are coming. Okay, so I'm going to give you the expectations, and I'm going to set those expectations and make them realistic to understand what what you're getting ready for. Don't think that this year does not matter. It matters. Absolutely. 
Hey, we're going right back to the uh, Thornton's text line, 414-1450. Uh, texter says, um, it's not just guards, it's depth. People say that Mike James is a guard, but he's coming off a torn Achilles injury uh, in October of 2021. That's just nine months ago. Absolutely. Like, Mike James was a guy that everybody got excited about last year as a true freshman coming out of Florida saying, wow, this kid's better than what we thought. He's a guy who's going to push for playing time in the rotation. He's a guy who may be our best perimeter defender. All of that is awesome. <clears throat> but that Achilles injury, coming off of that, I don't want Mike James, I don't want us to have to lean on him, okay, as a true freshman, a kid that's never played a bounce in college. Okay, and then you're going to have him come in coming off of an Achilles injury and expecting him to play heavy minutes or to be a guy that we're going to have to count on. I don't want to put that on him. Okay, that's a kid that is going to take it takes two years to come back off an Achilles, especially when you're a guy who bases your game off your athleticism, your speed, your quickness, uh, you know, your, your jumping ability. I don't want to put Mike in a position to where he's having to be a savior. Like right now, I mean, everything I've heard, man – Ellis is going to have to play 40 minutes a game. Do we want? Do we really want Mike James to be coming in off an Achilles and having to play 40 minutes a game? Is that what we want? Is that what we should expect? No, especially in the era of the transfer portal when you can get one or two guys with experience to kind of carry over this first year to the next year. Yeah. You know, like that's that was one of the great things about the transfer portal. I thought underneath Chris Mack that – we relied on it way too much, and we never developed any guards in the program, in the system. And that was a downfall and, and a big Achilles heel for Chris Mack. And I was hoping that, you know, we maybe get one or two guys through the portal and then get a bunch of high school guys to kind of backfield and then bring those guys along slowly. Haven, if we could have gotten three transfers, one from Northern Kentucky, one from Bellarmine, and one from Eastern Kentucky, or Moorhead, or Murray, and bring those guys in and let them play. Those guys would have loved to play for the University of Louisville. Any any of the Division I schools from here in the state, there's plenty of players on there that are intelligent, that uh, are experienced, they can handle the ball, they can get it done. Any of those guys could have come in here and held the line for Louisville. And we have not gone out and gotten any of those guys. Like people keep talking about the five-star guys, the Tyrese Hunters and Malachi Smith and stuff. I'm not even talking about those guys. I'm just talking about players. Okay? I'm just talking about just dudes. Uh back to the Thorns text line 414-1450. Uh this this one made me laugh. I'm sorry I was laughing while Haven was giving this point. Uh it says KP was our chance to get a black head coach and you crapping on it. He says, you not from 41st and Ali. <laughs> like, first of all, I am from 41st and Ali. I grew up on 41st. That corner store right there on 41st. Everybody knows the corner store down there uh, on the, the 20, on 41st and Ali. I went there every day after school. I got my, my chips, uh, my, uh, my, my little Debbie fudge round, and my, my, my black uh, cherry lemonade. Uh, there from my from trade wins, you know what I'm saying? Every day, all right. Yes, uh, that's where I grew up. It's where I was born. And yes, he's a black head coach. And yes, he's the first one at Louisville. And yes, I'm still going to hold him to the expectations that I've held every other coach at. And if it makes y'all uncomfortable, I'm sorry. I'm not going to wait because there's a base expectation, and that needs to be met immediately. You wanted the first head, a first year head coach. You wanted a guy with no experience. Don't forget. DePaul wanted Kenny Payne last year. 
They offered him the job, and Kenny thought it wasn't good enough for him. He decided to pass on it and stay with the Knicks as a uh, assistant coach there because he didn't feel like DePaul was good enough. Well, guess what? You didn't think it was good enough. You didn't want the job. You wanted the Louisville job. You got it now. So guess what? It comes with Louisville job expectations. I don't give a damn. I don't care it's your first year. I don't care that this is your first time around. I don't care that you want to build culture and take it slow. That is fine and good. But culture better come with 20 wins. Culture better come with 20 wins because that's what it's going to take to be considered even an okay season at the University of Louisville because that's what we do at the University of Louisville. Chris Mack didn't get it done. Chris Chris Mack understood the pressure coming into last year, and that pressure busted his pipes. He completely fell apart. The job was too big for him. The sword of Damocles fell straight in the middle of his head. And that's unfortunate because I like Chris Mack. I think he's a good coach, and I think he allowed the stress and the pressure to completely make him give up and go against all his principles. But it's unfortunate because it's not for everybody. Uh, uh, right back to the Thornton's text line. Uh, uh-oh, uh, Pops is, is texting me back again. First he called me Mr. Controversy. Let's see what he says now. He says, uh, let it play out. Slow your roll, Rock. Yeah, that's my nickname, by the way. Uh, he says, KP is homegrown and will ride and or die uh, with one of our own. Guards will come. Rebounds will definitely come as well. I agree with that. Louisville should be very good on the backboards. Um, he says, if you know what I mean, he says, Crumb didn't like uh, the percentage of the three back in the day. That's true. Um, but they both uh, had great careers. Payne will have a great career at UofL as well. LOL. Oh, yeah, look, look, I and, and that's the one thing about this. All of my assessments, all of my evaluations, all of my criticisms and critiques are based solely on the 2022-2023 basketball season, this upcoming basketball season. That's the only thing that this critique has to do with. This does not mean that I think Kenny Payne sucks. This doesn't mean that I don't feel that Kenny Payne can have a great career. This doesn't mean that I don't feel that Kenny Payne in year two can have a really good team, especially if he goes out there and gets the kids that uh, we are expecting that he's going to get, including DJ Wagner. All of this has to do with this coming season. And I feel that the what he's done to build this team from a roster standpoint and from a number standpoint has been nonchalant. It's been lackadaisical, and it's not been done with enough urgency. I don't feel like Kenny has felt like there was urgency to put a good roster together. He's basically looked at it like, I'm going to take the guys that I like, and we're just going to roll with that, and whatever happens, happens. I don't think that's good enough. Like, the whatever happens, happens mantra, I don't think that flies here. Because, like I said, the donors, how much these people pay for their season tickets – they're not going to be okay. Do you know how much money it costs to have courtside or, or lower-level tickets at the University of Louisville Haven? About the same as us, the Lakers. It's a lot of money. It's expensive. Do you think people want to be shelling out thousands upon thousands of dollars to go out there and watch their team get their brains beat in over and over and over again? Only if you can provide hope. And, and no, that, and, and I, I disagree. 
No, I don't. That's I don't. okay with the football program to have hope for next year. That's why everybody's hoping for Pierce Clarkson and all those guys to be a part of it, looking together. But Louisville's basketball program's not a bit about hope. It's been about facts. Well, right now it's about hope. That's a, I, I can't get on that. I mean, it is. I, I mean, can't I, get on I, that. honestly, right now, Louisville's basketball is about hope. Hey, I can't, I can't get on that. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to tell okay you why. I'm not okay with that. I'm going to tell you why it's about hope. Yes, because sir. after Chris Mack's debacle, people are latching on and hoping for something else. That's lowering expectations, though. It is lowering expectations. I'm but not, not going to lower my expectations. After Padgett. Yes, sir. And now Mack. Yes, sir. Expectations have been lowered. Man. Like, I, honestly. You listen to more sports talk radio than than it should be allowed by law, right? Yes, sir. That's true. Have you heard anybody mention anything about really high expectations for next year or any expectations for real? I've not heard anything from anybody but the the Wake Up Five Hundred Two show. Yeah, outside of <laughs> us. No, no, honestly, it's funny. We we, we got on the uh, Satterfield thing early. And I heard more from us about his lack of aggressiveness, his lack of intensity, uh, what needed to happen for Louisville to be successful. I heard it from us first, and I'm hearing it from us first again. I wonder why that is. Somebody, hey, somebody to keep it real. It's funny how that works. <laughs> I mean, but it, but it is what it is. I mean, like, when I started critiquing Satterfield, and everybody in the press box looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, we got to be more aggressive. Well, we don't have the talent. Damn the talent. That's when you be aggressive, when you don't have the talent. Absolutely. That's the perfect time to be aggressive, to, to cover up your, your faults. Absolutely, because being conservative ain't going to do nothing but get you punched in the face over and over and over Especially again. when you don't have talent. You got to throw punches, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you got to throw punches. You got to fight back. <laughs> hey, we got a – this is a long text. I don't know if I've ever seen a text this long on Thornton's text line, but I'm going to go ahead and read it. I'm very interested to see what Jerry has to say. Uh, 414-1450, Thornton's text line. It says, hey, fellas, Jerry Hunter here from North Carolina. Appreciate oh, you. Oh, Jerry Hunter, my man. How you doing? Oh, look at there. The, the, appreciate it, Jerry. He says, congratulations, Haven, on your son's nuptials. Uh, he says, the Chime in on your conversation. He said, I've asked all the questions you have. I've asked them directly of the current administration. I'm a Louisville alum, and I'm uh, happy that Louisville gave Kenny a chance. Uh, but his experience is concerning. He's proven to be a great recruiter, no doubt there. Uh, but can he coach? Excellent question. He says, well, Wade Houston was a great recruiter. How did things work out for him at Tennessee? I mean, that's that's fair. Uh, he says, living in ACC uh, country, um, uh, I see how winning is non-negotiable. However, Louisville's fan base has become comfortable just making the tournament. Uh, I'll agree with that. That that's that. But and, and once again, that's a bin, uh, that's a bare minimum. He says this is a championship caliber program. Anything less uh, is unacceptable. Uh, Louisville Athletics has only won a championship in one sport. It's time to mature. Louisville women's basketball is always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Louisville baseball is always coming up just short. Louisville football has a coach that um, I knew recruiting would be an issue for him, well, but he's, you know, now, now all of a sudden he has five-star recruits committing. Absolutely. Uh, he says, is the program doing it the right way? Hey, NIL is is." Legit. And we know the NIL's got a big part of that, so I, I would say yes. He says, makes you wonder. Anyway, keep speaking your mind and expecting uh, this program to be champions. Never make excuses for high expectations. Jerry! That's my man. That's that my man, Jerry. five-star tweet, text, post, whatever you want to call it. Absolutely. I agree with everything he said. This is the University of Louisville. This ain't Murray. This ain't Moorhead. This is not a... No, 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 no. Time out. No, no. 
Don't besmirch the greatnesses, <laughs> Morehead and Wade and Murray. No. Let's okay, let's let's be real. This is the University of Louisville. We're not Wake Forest. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. We're not Clemson basketball. We're, we're not Florida State basketball. We're not the University of Miami basketball. We're not even NC State. We're not NC State in basketball. No. We are a blue blood program. What what Cal Perry say? Uh, we, we don't move the needle. We are the needle. <laughs> yes. I mean, like. We aspire to be that. Like, like we are up there with the Kansases, with the Dukes, with the North Carolinas. ACC should be Duke, North Carolina, Louisville as the top three and then everybody else. And that's it. Agreed. Every year. Year in and year out. That's what it should be. Just those three programs and then everybody else. But when you're one of those programs, you don't lower expectations for nobody. And that's the one thing I'm not – I'm a, Louisville football having hope and wanting to see Pierce Clarkson. And I, while I'm not okay with the fact that everybody's basically just trying to give Satterfield a pass for next year, it's at least still Louisville football. Louisville football has only gotten to a certain point. So I'm okay with a bit of hope in that arena because that recruiting class that Louisville's putting together, you have a reason for some hope. Now, if Satterfield doesn't get seven wins – I'm going to be on his tail because I, that's still a non-negotiable bare bottom minimum for Louisville football. But minimum. And the ACC, it should be eight wins. I agree. But I'll, I'll go with seven. I'll go with seven. I'm and glad so, you will because yeah. I'm not. <laughs> I'm know. glad you will because we'll, I'm not. We'll have that. We, hey, we're about to get in. The, the calendar is about to turn fully into football preseason get ready mode. So you, you'll have your time, but trust me, I know. <laughs> but in basketball at the University of Louisville, the expectations never lower. They never settle. I will never. You would never hear. I don't care who the coach is at the University of Kentucky. You would never hear a Kentucky fan say, oh, well, if Kentucky doesn't make the tournament, it's okay. No. Bull, you know what. Because for Kentucky fans, for them, it's Final Four a bust. Absolutely. No matter. And that's the understood expectation going in, right? That's it. I don't care who the coach is. Billy Gillespie, what did they say? Not winning enough. You better win right now. He made one NIT, and guess what? Out. Get out. Tubby won a championship. Yeah, but he wasn't winning enough know, championships. Enough. <laughs> it wasn't winning pretty enough. Wasn't scoring enough points. Out. That's the expectation. But yet, but yet here it's like, eh, you know, there's make tournament this year. You know, we 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 good. We all right. Just don't like, like don't don't pull the black card on me. That's the only thing that just annoys me. It's like I don't try to act like I don't like stand up first. That's because he's light skin and green eyes. <laughs> I'm not the sellout dude. <laughs> I'm not the sellout dude from the Black Panther movie. <laughs> <laughs> not me. We're going back to Thorne's text line, 414-1450. green eyes that got him. Uh, see what I'm it's, saying? It's, it's the green eyes that got him. About. Oh, we got our girl DD checking in. She says, loving the show as always, and I appreciate you fellas keeping it real. DD, I appreciate it. Thank you for always listening. Your texts, your tweets, uh, definitely appreciate it. And, and DD agrees. With it, so I, I feel like I'm doing something right. <laughs> Going right back to the text line, uh, texter says one thing that uh, that bothered me was how quick uh, Payne shut down the NIL talk with a recruit. Uh, you can still have a long conversation with a kid about culture and talk about NIL possibilities. Word will get out in recruiting, and this will be something that's used against us. I mean, I can't disagree with that comment and my hope is is that with longer recruitments this is why what happens and what is happening this year 
um, doesn't concern me as much. Now, it does concern me if this is going to be Kenny Payne's stance, then I feel that a lot of these transfers – year in and year out, if this is going to be the way you do things. Transfers, when you have a kid that's trying to make a quick move to go from one school to the next school, it's not a long two- and three-year recruitment like it is kids out of high school. Okay, NIL and all those things get worked out like we've seen with Pierce Clarkson and some of these other guys. All that stuff gets worked out when you have long recruitments. Okay, so high school recruiting is a lot different than transfer recruiting. If you're not going to want to talk about NIL and the possibilities of what these guys can make coming in, they're, these guys are trying to have quick conversations and make quick decisions, okay? You know, these transfers want to get from one school to the next within a few weeks, you know, maybe uh, 60 days at most, you know. So when you're doing that and it's an abbreviated recruitment, you got to get all this stuff out in the air. So I feel like that's one position in one place where, especially in the transfer market, Kenny Payne's going to have to um, lighten up on that because I, I feel especially with transfers that that's always going to be a part of this conversation now the NIL is a thing. Uh, good text. Um, right back to Thornton's text line uh, 414-1450 um, Texter says uh, you can't critique a season until after a season. Uh, your critique of his preseason is legit let it fly <laughs> let it fly son. <laughs> that's my dad again he says but but kids now uh, don't see L like we see L. 2013 is nearly 10 years ago that's true cycles brother pendulums brother uh, upswing is coming hey you know what I'm not giving a critique of the season like and that's the that's the thing that I that I want to drive across is that I'm not trying to say that Louisville's going to have a terrible season. What I'm saying is, it's like, okay, Haven, we're getting ready to race. Okay, did you check the gas? Well, you know, we don't really need gas. Do you know if the tires are good? Are they good? Is it going to handle for these turns to be able to make all these left turns? Oh, well, you know, I think I changed the tires, uh, you know, a couple races ago. Like, I feel like we're getting ready for a race, and you look at things that concern you about that race car, and you're looking at things that worry you about being able to go out there and run an effective race. And that's all I'm doing. I'm not saying that we can't win the race. All I'm saying is your, your car ain't right. Everything ain't right. You got to make sure the gas tank's full. You got to make sure that the tires have been changed out. You got to make sure the transmission is ready to roll. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a big racing guy, but I feel like that analogy works. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel like we're doing everything to get the tune-up. What do you do before you go on a long road trip? You get the tune-up. You make sure everything is good to go before you get on the road. I don't feel like we've done the tune-up. I feel like we've been told that the tune-up doesn't matter. That's a problem for me. I, that, that, that's my issue. Right back to the Thorns text line, 414-1450 uh, on Thorns text line. Um, texter says, um, why is Adidas uh, kicking ass for us in football and not basketball? I played under Stellenberger in 86, but basketball needs KP to utilize the new NIL rules. Am I missing something? And he says, nope. also, you guys um, are, are, he says, you guys are dead on right. Uh, big country. <laughs> um, no, hey, I appreciate it, and I totally agree with you. I don't feel like Adidas is not willing to do for KP what they are doing for football. Um, Adidas made a huge, huge move by saying that every student athlete that plays at Adidas school is a brand ambassador for Adidas. I don't think that goes understated. And if you think that what these uh, local businesses are doing for the football team, they won't do for Louisville basketball, 
I would be say that you are totally crazy. And I think that the NIL is there, and Kenny Payne has said as much. But the problem is Kenny Payne doesn't want to have the NIL conversation. Does Satterfield recruit the guys? And you know what? May, even if Kenny Payne can't have the conversation, they always say coaches can't talk about NIL because that's not their thing. But you can direct them to the NIL department, and you can still recruit those guys. Kenny Payne basically said it turned him off to listen to the kids who want to talk about finances. And Why? that he just decided not to recruit them. <laughs> but oh, you want to talk about NIL? Well, but here's the thing: like selfish. But here's the thing: like <laughs> you don't have reputation yet. No, of a Saban or a Dabo Sweeney, especially Dabo, who can be like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm not a big fan of, of of this whole NIL thing. Well, you can do that when you want multiple national championships. Yeah, you ain't there yet, bro. Not yet. Pay the look, pay look, the man. Little lack of days. Move on. I mean, you just I, I feel like yeah, if I don't feel. And that's the point. And when we get come back, that's an hour in the books already. That was fast. Hey, KP, you just you got you got to have your sense of. I don't feel the sense of urgency with year one, and I think that's that's the overriding, uh, especially situation. with the shakeup in college sports that's Absolutely. about to happen. Hey, and that when we come back, hour number two coming right at you. We're going to talk about that shakeup in sports. Is college sports on the road to ruin right now? That's going to be my question. Of course, NBA free agency, absolutely insane. We're going to be talking about that as well. Hour number two of Wake Up 502 with Rashawn Myers coming at you. Big X Sports Radio. Play the trumpet, I'll hit that bong and break you off something soon. I got to get my props. Cops come and try to snatch my crops. These pigs want to blow my house down. the gram to the next town. They get mad when they come to raise my pad And I'm out in the night to stand Yes, I'm the pirate pilot of this ship If I dip with the ultraviolet dream Hide from the red light beam Now do you believe in the unseen? Look, but don't make your eyes strain I sit alone in my four-cornered room Staring at candles Who got me? Real, real, real. real radio dude? Oh, alright We'll keep this here at night I can't sleep, I toss and turn Candlesticks in the dark, visions of bodies being burned Four walls closing in, getting bigger I'm paranoid sleeping with my finger on the trigger My mother's always stressing I ain't living right But I ain't going out without a fight See every time my eyes close, I start sweating And blood starts coming out my nose It's somebody watching the act but I don't know who it is, so I'm watching my back I can see him when I'm deep in the covers When I awake, I hear a car burning rubber He owns a black hat like I own A black suit and a cane like my own Some might say, take a chill beat But I can't, G, cause there's somebody trying to kill me I'm popping in the grip when the wind blows Every 20 seconds got me peeping out my window Investigating the joint for traps Checking my telephone for taps I'm staring at the woman on the corner It's messed up when your mind is playing tricks on you And welcome back, welcome back Hour number two of Wake Up 502 My mind is playing tricks on me, y'all Like, I, I, I feel like I must be losing my mind For some of these things that's happening in college sports College athletics in general University, University of Louisville to a smaller extent Uh it's a crazy world out there, man. It, it, it is amazing to me to look at the landscape. We had, we had the just neutron-level bomb that was leveled on college athletics on Thursday with the announcement that the Big Ten 
has made the decision that they are going to basically pillage the Pac-12 of the two best of the two most story programs taking USC and UCLA and UCLA SEC took Texas and Oklahoma pretty much decimated Pac-12 decimated the Big 12 well let's not forget the SEC not only took Texas and Oklahoma before that they took Missouri and Texas A&M yeah you know what honestly yeah whatever I mean Missouri Texas A&M Texas I mean Missouri really I mean does that I mean that was, that was just about TV markets, Missouri, I, I, because like Missouri has like zero football. Absolutely, but I mean, Texas, taking Texas, Texas A and M, and Oklahoma—that's baller status. <laughs> like it is unbelievable. I mean, like I, I mean, like right now, college football is literally the Big Ten, SEC, and Clemson. And I, I want to get people's thoughts on this uh, to the Thornton's text line as well. I appreciate, like, I feel like we set a record for text in that first hour. I appreciate everybody for, uh, giving the text in the 414-1450. Amazing interaction. And, and, and I want to get folks' thoughts on this as well. And, and this is my worry, Haven, is that we understand why this happened. Like, people look at that and say, it doesn't make any sense. It's crazy. It's insane. I totally agree with you, but I understand why it happened. With the Big Ten making the announcement, okay, Big Ten's uh, television contract is coming up this year, okay? And what the Big Ten has basically done is, with the new television deal coming up, the Big Ten Network had the richest deal in uh college athletics okay when the big 10 network was founded like it literally changed everything when the big 10 network got the deal that they got to start with and it basically it just looked all these conferences once the big 10 made their move created the network got this huge multi-million dollar deal for its uh schools it everybody wanted to say okay how do we get our own network and we've seen the network wars um of course the SEC network now is the highest paid uh, and the most and the richest television contract in all of sports uh college sports um we saw all this happen but got to understand the SEC is a, a slight leader over the Big 10 network in terms of revenue generated per year but that was under the old Big 10 contract that the SEC barely had that advantage. It was already expected that under this new contract for the Big Ten that the Big Ten would once again uh, achieve its title of the richest television contract in sports. But that was before you added the L.A. market to what you already had in the New York City market when you annexed Rutgers. Which is the largest. The Chicago market that you already had, which is dead middle in Big Ten country. Which is the third largest. And then you also have your Cleveland area, your Cincinnati area, and everything that encompasses Ohio State and the state of Ohio in general. So you have basically the representation of every major media market not in the state of Texas. (laughs) In the Big Ten. So what was already going to be a ridiculous television contract? I have no idea how much these schools are going to stand to make every year. When you add the second largest media market in the country now. So now you have the largest, the second largest, and the third largest. You have the top three media markets in the country now in your conference. Some people are estimating that these schools could stand to make close to 
And I don't agree with this number, but I've heard it thrown out on radio that these schools could stand to make $100 million per season on their television contract. <laughs> they, I don't think it's going to be – like right now, the Big Ten schools are making around $50 million per season. I don't think it's going to double. But, but here's the thing, it's, it's like, going to be significant. But it's like you don't know because right now, with everybody cord cutting, leaving your cable channels and going to stream and everything else, the only thing people watch really – Consistently on network television is sports. Yeah. And raw. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, and, and the viewerships for like football, college football, and NFL has, has started to decline, but it's still much, much higher than anything else on television. Yes. Much higher than anything else on television. So you could just imagine that networks going to be pining over the new Big Ten. Where you have powerhouses like USC and I mean Ohio State and Michigan, it's just it's just crazy. I mean, literally, college football has really college sports. Not even just football, but this now has devolved college sports literally into just two conferences. And 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 that right there, Haven, is the like because we've we've talked about you know we or at least we've heard if you listen to like like you told me I listen and watch more sports than should be allowed by law. Um, I've heard everybody talking about the the prospects for how much money that they stand to make and, you know, how just crazy this is. But what I thought of immediately when I heard the news, this is the beginning of the end of college athletics as we know it. You can't – like what I see football doing. First of all, let's just get this out on the table. This is all football. This is nothing but pure, unadulterated greed. It's all about what's the American way? Making more money this year than you made last year. And while capitalism is the hallmark for which the the United States is built on, the one thing that I still had the hope that we could have stay sacred is college sports. What is his thing like? You can no longer make that argument that this is amateur sports. I agree. You can no longer make that argument. This is amateur sports. Doing it for the for the goodness of the of the student athlete. What we're no. what we're seeing in college football, like what I see it becoming, Haven, slowly but surely, is almost like a junior NFL. That's what said. no. It's not With almost the SEC and the Big Ten becoming the AFC and the NFC. That's exactly what it is. It's about. What does that mean for the ACC? The really now you're from a power five to power two plus one. So Haven, literally two plus one, and ACC is about to be pillaged. This is what needs to happen, and, and this and give me your thoughts on this is because this is how I think about it. Because I see college athletics as a whole, and when I say college athletics, I know that you love football. Everybody knows Haven Harrington loves football. We know it. We understand it. Football is awesome. It's great. I college football annoys me because a lot of the the politics that goes along with but that, it. That's about to change too. Um, that's about to change big time now. I think about to see like a real playoff fight for real, like a real like twenty fourteen whatever playoffs. But it's it's on the horizon. But me not being not not kneeling at the altar of football, thinking it's the greatest thing ever. I look at it from how does this infect affect and impact. Everything else from men's basketball 
women's basketball, football, or excuse me, rowing and track and everything else, the thought that UCLA field hockey would have to travel 3,000 miles just about to play all of their games when they're not playing USC is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. Oh, of course it is. But would it matter when they're making so much money? So this is what needs to happen. And and give me your thoughts on this. Because if we don't make a change soon, and I know that college athletics and the NCAA have never been – big about making changes in a quick manner. See everything going on with NIL. (laughs) But the NCAA and college football need to have a summit where basically we sit down the NCAA and we sit down college football. And let's go ahead, and I understand that the NCAA is trying to hold on to college football. And just basically hold on the curtails. I don't even know what kickback NCAA gets from football because none. Like, and this is why I don't, that's it. They don't get anything. And Haven, this is what this is why I don't understand why they care what happens. Because let me get this is what I think should happen. Okay, fine. College football should go ahead and divorce itself from the rest of the university. If you have a Division One football team, you should be basically in your own little bubble. And the decisions that impact the college football landscape and how they want to divvy out their teams and who's a part of what leagues, I feel like that needs to become a separate conversation. And then everything else, that includes men and women's basketball, that includes rowing and soccer and tennis and everything else, needs to basically split and have their own conference. But you can't do that because why not? Because at most universities, Football funds everything. Okay, I didn't say that football would, because they are going to make split decisions from the rest of the university that they now get to keep the money and the rest of the university doesn't get the money. You can have, you can split and make decisions for football and not affect the conferences for everything else. It's like Louisville Athletics, before they got into the ACC, they would play in certain sports. They would play in the Conference USA. They would play in uh, the Missouri Valley in some sports. What needs to happen is that football, the decisions that are made for football in terms of, fine, if you all want to go and the football team wants to fly back and forth, I think it's stupid that UCLA would fly to the East Coast and have to play all their games because that puts them at a serious disadvantage every time they go on the road. Um, But if that's what they want to do because of football, fine. But they need to quit impacting the rest of the sports, and they need to go back to regionalizing the rest of the sports. Oh, uh, that's that's over. I mean, but that, that, that's what needs to happen because you don't need to – you don't have to. Why? Because football wants to make this change to fly back and forth. Why should that impact f- uh, field hockey or volleyball? Why? Because field hockey makes no money. But that doesn't matter. You know what? You know what? You could say it doesn't matter. But, no, but, but what I'm no, saying no, is, no, but, no, but, why, but why make UCLA's teams have to fly out there when they can still play all the Pac-12 teams? Because, and Pac-12, you can have Pac-12 basketball, foot, uh, or baseball, and all that still keep all those same. Why does what your football team do have to do with everything else? Because what they're about to do is they're going to keep all their non-conference be on the West Coast. Everything non-conference will still stay on the West Coast. They'll play – you see Santa gonna, Barbara. That's not going to help. They'll play San I mean, Francisco, you, you, whoever. Your non-conference is only six, seven, eight games. 
it is, in but, any hey, sports. But you know what? But the, that that's what it is because this is all about one thing. This is this is businesses making business decisions. I understand that, but why do those decisions like you can separate those two? Nothing says because your football team goes and flies west because honestly, everybody else has you to know fly what? west. Honestly, if we're being honest. The administration really doesn't care about those other sports. They don't care about college basketball. And I know people here, I know right now we're broadcasting from Indiana, which is a college basketball hotbed, right across the river from another college basketball hotbed, right? I've always said this, and it's true. There's only three states in the union that care about college basketball, Indiana, Kentucky, and North Carolina. Everything else is about football. And administrators, the athletic departments, the ADs, the conference commissioners, and everybody else, they're not really worried about what happens with the swimming team, the rowing team, the track team. What they're worried about is how can we make as much money as humanly possible. I don't disagree and with this you. this is and, how we're going to do and, it, and, 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 and I, we'll figure out everything else later. Oh, like, well, see, but that figuring out later is what needs to happen right now because I understand, like, nobody's telling the football people to not do whatever they want to do. I'm just saying that those decisions that they're making in football in terms of conference affiliation or how they want to put together their cluster screw of whatever this is. You know what? And, you know what, and when it all shakes down, they may actually decide to keep – some West Coast symbols for some of these other sports. I mean, they should. Like, the I mean, Pac-12, other sports. Like, I don't know if they need to just change the name to other leagues or whatever, but I feel like it's time for college football to divorce itself from the rest of the university. But the thing but the thing is, is now. I feel like that's what needs to happen. But, but like, for college athletics as a whole, like, what does this mean that you pretty much have gone to just two conferences? And what does that mean for the ACC? I mean, the ACC has this great media deal to, like, 2036. So... You're going to keep Clemson, Florida State, Miami at least to 2036. But then what do you do after that? Because hey, you know the SEC's coming. You know, you know they come from Clemson. Well, I mean, at least Clemson, Florida State. Well, see, that's the thing. It's like I don't even really know what these grant of rights mean. Like, because it seems like that they're still like people keep talking about, well, you know, we've heard that Notre Dame, who signed this grant of rights deal along with everybody else, at least for uh their uh other sports, is that you know, in Notre Dame, if they can only join, they can only, we've heard, they can only, the only league that they can join is the ACC if they join any league. But to listen to people talk about it, Notre Dame, uh, you know, the Big Ten people think that Notre Dame is going to join the Big Ten soon. Well, because here's the thing, so what the media grant of rights means is that ACC controls your media until 2036. So if you decide to leave, you can leave, but all your media money goes back to ACC until 2036. See, that's what I thought. Yeah, but there's there's a lot of smoke out there that says that Notre Dame can do whatever the heck they want to. Well, the smoke is because they think the Big Ten now has so much money. They'll be like, you know what? We'll pay for your media <laughs> for 2036. Come join us. That's crazy. They, they may have the money to do it. They probably do have the money. <laughs> That's what's crazy. <laughs> you know, and once you take, like, Clemson and Florida State, like, what's left ACC? Honestly, we'll be the Big East. A strictly basketball conference that nobody even cares about. I care about the Big East. Like I said, because we <laughs> live in only three, in one of three states that care about college basketball. So I, I like. I feel like if we don't do something soon, then college athletics as a whole is going like you can. It's kind of like, I, and what I put it akin to is, uh, it's kind of like that person that keeps having plastic surgery because <laughs> they keep trying to be perfect. And we see that these college football teams just keep on just, ah, let's get a nose job. Oh, my cheekbones, I don't like them. Oh, my, my forehead looks funny. Oh, my eyes. I, and at some point, 
You wake up and you scream when you look at yourself in the mirror. And that's what's happening with college football. Because all these decisions being made for money, at the end of the day, what you're going to end up having is an, a, a something that's not college sports. And, and, and it's unfortunate. And what Haven – No, if, whichever is pro sports if, light. If, 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 you want, if they want to do that because of football, that's fine. But let's regionalize and keep the rest of our sports the same. And then you all can go take your little football and do whatever you want with it. I don't care. I don't care. But the problem is, is that when you're affecting and impacting all the rest of the student athletes at the university, that's the problem. So NCAA, all I'm saying is it's time to divorce from football and allow football to do what they want to do and then let the, less, the rest of the college programs get back to playing college athletics and regionalizing this thing and keep it together. Those are just my thoughts. Text her into the, the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, so, uh, texter says, NCAA baseball starts in February. So uh, are L.A. schools going to play Big Ten schools in March? Um, well, this is set to start in 2024. So it would definitely be the 2024, probably fall sports season. So uh, the baseball would probably not start making that move until that spring of the 2024 season. So it would actually be, what, 2025, actually. But even though it would be the 2024-25 sports season uh, would be when that would happen. So there's going to be time for these schools to get it together. But I would hope, my hope is, is that before 2024 that the NCAA makes some some rulings and, and they kind of reorganize some things to kind of let's go ahead and get this done. Let's go ahead and allow football to move autonomously and allow the rest of the uh, sports programs to um, do their own thing. Because this is it, it would be ridiculous uh, for this moving forward to make those LA schools and the non-football sports have to deal with that stupid that like that's it's just ridiculous I I don't like it what other thing that a lot of people haven't talked about yes is that what kind of chasm now is there going to be between Big Ten SEC schools and other quote-unquote high-level division one schools and I'm just not talking about football I'm just talking about in every other sport because with that kind of money that they're about to generate. Like, what does that mean for everybody else? I'll tell you one thing I think it means is that with the money that the Big Ten stands to make, expect for Uncle Sam. Like, you talk about antitrust and, and, and exempt status and all that type stuff. Like, with the money that the Big Ten stands to make, I feel like there may be a conversation about, like, the, the status of nonprofit for, for these universities. Like, you can't sign a multi-billion dollar deal, which is what it sounds like it's going to probably be for the Big Ten, and try to hide behind this nonprofit status. That no, you know, and, and another thing is, <laughs> I don't ever want to hear any coach, including our own, at any Division One program talk about paying players is wrong. Oh, no. No, I mean, no. 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 I mean, I, I don't want to hear it. Like, that, that, the first thought that comes to my mind, Haven, and, and to that point, and I'm so glad you said that, is with, when the universities get this new big paycheck, you don't think that the athletes are going to be like, hold on, man. Y'all telling me we're going to be making $100 million a year because of the football team? Like, not only do I want NIL, because people got to understand, NIL comes from businesses. And boosters. And boosters. This doesn't come from the university. All the money that the university makes, they keep. But if you make this quantum leap in financial stability and financial earnings, you don't think that the players are not going to say, man, we need to get a cut, a, a piece of this pie. That's coming. I'm telling you.
And it should come. It should come. Like, because like you said, you can't hide behind this whole like, amateurism thing. It's over. No. No. So so you I, are the I NFL like happen. Uh, texter to Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, uh, says, Notre Dame can buy out of that deal for $150 million. No worries for uh, for them. Uh, so Big Country says that, 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 yeah, that's no big deal. And I can't disagree with that. If it's only $150 million, that's like <laughs> – Oh, the Big Ten write that check tomorrow. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no, Notre Dame, like, prints money. So, like, the ACC has to put the full – I mean, honestly, at this point – ACC can't do anything. ACC is literally, they have no fists. They have no arms. Like, people saying that, oh, Louisville needs to be on. Like, I've heard people saying, oh, these, these uh, ADs need to be on the phone making sure they're securing their future. None of these universities that are not in the SEC and Big 12 or Big 10 can do anything. And I'm going to tell you what. For everybody like UK and, and and Northwestern and some of these Vanderbilts and these type programs sitting there thinking that they're going to just continue to collect these checks when they ain't bringing nothing to the table, I have a feeling once this money gets to a certain spot and these uh, schools get to a certain point in terms of adding schools and programs, they're going to start to turn inward and say, what value are these schools bringing? Because if we can cut, some the, of these people that ain't bringing nothing. Because there'll be a whole bunch of people lined up to add. We There's going to be plenty of people that can line up to add more value. And if you cut some of these schools out, that like, means more money for the rest of us. Like would, you cut Ven- like, would you cut Vanderbilt out to add somebody like a Texas Tech? Absolutely. TCU? Absolutely. Oklahoma State? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hey, so like I, that's gonna be the one thing I'll say is that yes, while I mean I'm telling you, like college athletics, what it looks like now, and then what it's gonna look like five, six years down the road, I think it's gonna be drastically different. Well, you know, back to ACC, I, I know they have their grants and rights, and their contracts up to 2036 or way far in the future. But maybe it's one of those things that you had to figure out a way maybe to go add Oregon or Washington. Oregon is still a pretty big name, national champion, you know, national championship caliber program. Maybe trying to go to go grab Oregon and start to get proactive. Like, think about like what do you have to do to get Notre Dame? Whatever. Do you hear this foolishness we talking about, Haven? It's crazy, right? It is. It's hey, crazy. My mind. But it's ACC commissioner. What do you do? Like, you can't do nothing. Like, you're the last of the power five. You're right. the power. You're the power third. You're the redhead stepchild. Right now. All these other conferences, if you're not in the SEC or the Big Ten, you have no you have no moves. You're just trying to hope that you can hold on to what you have. Because if at the end of the day, if they want to come get Clemson, like you said, $150 million, that's nothing. That's chump change. <laughs> like, if we want you, we're going to take you. And Debo. they're going to come. Yeah. Better get Debo. Oh, hey, Debo, that's my bike. What bike? And the only thing, <laughs> and the only thing ACC has is Clemson. You can talk about North Carolina all you want. You can talk about Duke all you want. Nobody cares. Hey, Nobody NCAA, cares about you. NCAA. It's all about Clemson now in the ACC. That's it, Clemson. Hey, you're on the clock. Just hey, your, your time is numbered. Everybody's just keeping their head No, low. you know what? I know it's time for a break. Let's be honest. Yes, sir. The NCAA has failed miserably all around. They everybody need, saw this coming. They need to make some moves, man. Everybody saw this coming. Everybody talked about the big super conferences were coming, and there was no answer at all, none.
It's time. Look, it's time to quit collecting checks up there in Indianapolis, where the NCAA is headquartered, and it's actually time for leadership, uh, some actual shrewd upfront moves, because this was a declaration of war, and in a, NCAA, the NFL, NCAA football has basically just started a war with the NCAA. Actually, they, 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 they've already won it, to be honest with you. I mean, but the NCAA has to, you have to do, say, what do they say? Save as many lives as you can. But it's too late now. Uh, it's, not, it, it's not too late, but it's going to take some out-of-the-box thinking. And that's not something that the NCAA has been known for. So, Like I uh, said, it's too late. You know what? <laughs> Fair. You listen to Wake Up 502. One more segment coming at you. Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington, 96.1 FM, Big X Sports Radio. Robbing little kids for bags Till a little man got behind our rags So we speeded up the pace Took a look back And he was right before our face We were in for scrap, no doubt I remember when I remember, I remember when I lost my mind There was something so pleasant about that face Even your emotions have an echo In so much space Welcome back to Wake Up 502. My man CeeLo. Man. Continuing continuing the traditions of fat guys' little arms. <laughs> Men's little pterodactyl arms. Big fat body. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, you know what? This has been a, a great show and great conversation. Hour number one was just impactful. Uh, that first segment talking about college realignment uh, was outstanding. Once again, great interaction. I appreciate everybody uh, checking in on the Thornton's text line. We actually do have um, a, another text in. Uh, says uh, Texter says, uh, great insight. Uh, college football has driven college athletics uh, for decades. Louisville has chased basketball conference affiliation when we should have been chasing football conference affiliation all along. Yeah, hey, but you know what? And it's funny because Tom Jurich and everybody, there was a great point I heard. I can't remember what show I was listening to uh, earlier this uh, week. I think it was Friday. Said that I think it was actually our man, uh, uh, Mark Ennis, uh, Mingus himself, <laughs> said that uh, the, 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 um, Biggest thing that we appreciate and thank Tom George for with getting Louisville into the ACC and making that move to secure the future of the university, like that's his, um, you know, that's his legacy. <laughs> and that everything that that meant may just get flushed down the toilet <laughs> and pretty much looks like it has been basically flushed down the toilet. Not to take anything away from everything that Tom George has done, but the stability and the um, safe, secure feeling that we had of joining the ACC has now basically just gone away. It's like well, now we feel like we're back in Conference USA <laughs> trying to get a seat at the table. <laughs> so I mean, like, because you pretty much are now. It's tough, man. But yeah. so the thing is, so, like, what does this mean for your favorite sport? I mean, I, college I, basketball. I don't know what it means for, for, for anything. I, I, I feel like 
it's going to be it remains to be seen um and and i i'm going to have to take with college athletics have i'm going to like i know that louisville basketball is not going away and i know that uh the sports teams at for university of louisville will be playing somebody so i like i said while i hope that these universities and these schools do have some forethought to kind of divorce what the rest of the athletic programs are doing in football and allow regionalization to continue uh, in all the other sports to kind of keep some semblance of intelligent thought about what these schools are doing from a financial perspective because it's dumb to make all you know the high field hockey team and all these other teams fly back and forth across the country when you don't have to just because football says you do. Like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do what football's doing, and it'll still be okay. I know that's kind of a foreign thought, um, but we're going to fi- we're gonna have to figure that out. I think we have a, uh, a, a, a call coming in here uh, to the uh, Wake Up 502 buzz line, so let's go ahead and see if we can uh, get them on the line. Uh, let's see. Caller, are you with us? Yes. Good morning, Sean and you and Haven. How you hey, guys Wayne, how you doing? Man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. Doing very well. Good, doing good, good. Well. What, what you got for us this morning, brother? Well, uh, I'll make my quick comment. Um, I know everybody's uh, up in arms and everything about the recruiting. My my take on it is this: Let's see what happens. You know, you know, I, and, I, and I'll say this: the, those high profile guards that they wanted that they didn't get. And I'm I'm going on record. They went to these other schools. Let's see what they win. Let's see what they win. That that's that's my take on it. Let's see what they win. Mm-hmm. And as far as football goes, uh, we're doing great. We're, we're doing good. But at, at the end of the day, I'm I'm going to say this: things will work out. I'm I'm a man. You know me. I'm I'm a uh, I E O eternal optimist. Yes, sir. But I'm a realist as well. But uh, things, it, it takes time to get what you want. And it's not going to happen overnight. And, and I'm realistic. Louisville's going to have a winning season. They're going to have a nice team and a winning, a winning season. And I, I do believe that uh, it might not be as much as uh, everybody expects. But they're, they're going to be decent. But it, 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 I'm, looking, I'm looking on down the road. Hey, hey, well, they'll, they'll make the best out of what they get this year. Wayne, let me ask you they, something. They will make the best out of that. Hey, yes, Wayne, sir. Yeah, let, let, let me ask you a question because, and this was kind of what we started the show with, and, and I and I talked about is that I said that the people that um, you know are, are really big pro KP guys understand that it's going to be a process, and they're kind of more looking to the future than worried about next year. But myself. Me being a you know lifelong Louisville fan, I feel that Louisville has a base expectation for what their team looks like from a year in year in basis. And if anybody else, any other coach, would have taken this job, there would have been year one expectations. And that's the way that I am going into this. I expect for out of Kenny Payne, and I expect out of this team the same success that I expect for any team under Louisville. Does that make me wrong to want and expect for this Louisville team to be good this year? Because that's my expectation of the Louisville head coach and the Louisville basketball team. Oh, absolutely not. Uh, As the coach at Louisville, they're expected to do what they do every year. Okay? It's just that this is just, that's just how it is here. Yes, sir. And they will. That's, that's my thought. And they will. And, and then I, you know, I got all all the people down in the UK. I don't give a blip, blip what they do. (laughs) I don't care who they get. But the thing at the end of the day, they still only, 
they they haven't done any more than us. With yes, all sir. that high profile talent, what have they won? What one championship? That's all I care about. Championships is what it's about. I don't care. And, and send all the people to the pro. I don't care about none of that. The, the thing at the end of the day is how many rings you get on your hand. That that's what that's what matters. And that's going to happen at Louisville. But there is an expectation at Louisville, and they will do that. And this year, they're going to be decent. That's, mm-hmm. and, and that's realistic. Mm-hmm. And, and that's and, and and based on what they got out there, that's that's just the bare minimum. And they, they'll, they'll achieve that. It, it, and and one of the things, everything is not going uh, as, as everybody wants it to. And like the, you know, talk about the NIL. They have things in place, and and I think I said it last time. When it comes to the NIL, mm-hmm. it's available. It's available to 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 uh, athletes. But the thing of it is, you know, these high profile guys. When when that when that when, that, when the first thing that comes out of your mouth is that, the next thing that comes out of my mouth. So what? Okay, it's available. You, mm-hmm. you that's what you want. But what are we gonna get? What are we gonna get? You yeah. worried about what you gonna? What are we gonna get? And and that's that's. You know that's the bottom line. It's a two-way street, and you work you work it out both ways. And now, and now, and my and my coach thought I got to speak on base. Yes, sir. Again, I'm looking at that. This this is another situation. This is almost the same thing as Bowen. Exactly the same thing. And 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 it, what it tells me and it shows me if you if if you were really serious about playing big time ball, you wouldn't have went to Eastern Michigan. <laughs> and, Absolutely, and, and all these other people, all these other people, fell off the train with you. Something's wrong there, you know. Thanks. And and what I, I really wanted him to come here because I I felt that Kenny Payne could give the boy the uh, the stability that he needs. He 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 don't have that in his life. He he definitely don't have it at home because you with with this, with that kind of talent, you don't go to Eastern Michigan. Period. Oh, you, oh! I, you, you don't do that. I totally agree. Like I, I feel like, and, and that's a great point, Wayne. And I'm glad you brought that up because I did want to touch on on that. Um, with uh, Imani Bates, don't. This is not a loss for Kenny Payne. This Kenny Payne did everything, and in my opinion, did put up with a lot more than what he should have. Uh, but you do that for a kid as talented as Imani Bates. But this is all comes down to the fact that Imani Bates and his team didn't want that smoke. They did not want the smoke and the pressure of coming to a University of Louisville, coming to the ACC, and having to roll the dice on Imani being able to perform at that level. So they would rather hide out at Eastern Michigan, go to a lower, you know, low major team where Imani's going to be by far the most talented guy and just stat grub and just put up a lot of points, put up a lot of shots, and hope and pray that's enough for him to be a first-round pick. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're absolutely right on that, Sean. And I wanted to, in closing, I want to give give a shout out to Haven. Congratulations on your new addition to your family, man. That's that's great. That's wonderful. Uh, thanks, Wayne. And, uh, thanks. <laughs> absolutely. And as always, guys, you know what you know what I think about you you two. You know you 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 two are my favorite people. We go back a long, 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 long way. Yes, sir. And uh, we, we we gonna keep it going. And I you know I'm gonna always tune in to you. Oh, and I was gonna tell you, uh, Sean. Yes, sir. Did you, did you send out did you send out the shout out? So Will Francis, <laughs> I, I did not. That's right. Happy birthday, Will, our buddy Will Francis, man. I, I we've been all right, Wayne. We've been on opposite sides on this KP thing. He's been telling me that I, I'm giving KP a hard time. Francis, I don't know if I'm one of Francis' favorite people right now. Me and Fa, I done joined up with with Fa. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I
You know, I, but look, but see, that's what makes it. That's that's what that's that's what makes it good about us. <laughs> and also, let me tell you, yes, I, you know, I I, I I stay in touch with you, and I I, I talk to Big Fire all the time on you know on Facebook and all that yes, stuff. Yes, sir. chat all the time. <laughs> but uh, you know, I enjoy that the camaraderie we got oh, going, man. and we got to keep it going, and we got we got to get we got to get Big Wheel. In the phone. Absolutely. Man. Hey, man, we need yeah, to get. Everybody, we gonna get together. We are gonna have to have a summit. Uh, we need to sit down and Absolutely. have some ribs and, and, and talk about and just curse each other out talking about Louisville athletics, man. That's what we need to do. Yes, exactly <laughs> right. But you, but you know what I think about you guys. You know I love you yeah, all. Yes, man. sir. You 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 my guys, and uh, hopefully we'll get together and meet again soon. That's it. And as we always say at the end of the day, what we always say, man, go cards. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Wayne. Hey, thanks, Wayne, man. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, like, I hey, this is like a civil war. You know how they say brothers against brothers? Like, I feel like I've have some some of my best friends, hey, that my thoughts about Kenny Payne and getting on him, man, they, <laughs> they ready to divorce me as a friend, dude. <laughs> like, they're just like, Rock, I don't know why you're going so hard on him, man. I don't know why you just... I'm like, hey, man, you know, it's all love. I told Kenny, like I told Kenny, I said, look, man, I, you know, it's it's tough love, bro. But I I got I got to do what I feel is right in my head. You know what I'm saying? I gotta hold you to a standard, and you know don't <clears throat> take it the wrong way. It's always been my biggest thing. One thing I did want to touch on. I know we got about 12 minutes left uh, in the show, Haven, and and I did want to chat on great conversation about um, everything happening uh, with with the the current uh, state of college athletics. Um, uh, you know it, it's it's awesome. Um, uh, you know everything that's that's happening uh, in in sports right now. It's a little crazy. It's a little nutty, but um, uh, it, it's given us a lot to talk about. So I definitely appreciate that. But NBA free agency is something I wanted to get into, and I wanted to ask Haven about. Of course, we had the big news of the day yesterday um, that Rudy Gobert, bum, <laughs> the three-time Defensive Player of the Year in the NBA. Donovan Mitchell's uh, road dog, his 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 uh, uh, ace Boone Coon is now headed to Minnesota. Minnesota gave up an absolute haul to bring over Rudy Gobert, trading four first round picks, a pick swap, which basically means that Utah is going to get the opportunity to swap picks in the first round with the Timberwolves, depending on who has the higher pick as well as their current first-round pick, Walker Kessler, who they picked in the draft this year. So basically, they've given up six first-round picks, as well as Patrick Beverly, Malik Beasley, uh, and a litany of other scrubs off the end of the bench, in exchange for one stifle tower, Rudy Gobert, joining forces with Carl Anthony Towns, uh, you know Anthony Edwards, um, our, our own... Uh, 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 D'Angelo Russell, as well as Jaden McDaniels there um, in Minnesota. Um, first of all, Haven, I'm going to say I cannot believe that the Jazz were able to swing Rudy Gobert and get that much for a dude that does not fit in the NBA. <laughs> like, we've talked about it on this show many times that Rudy Gobert is just a guy who just does not fit with what current basketball is. So while I will say that you would have hoped by trading Rudy Gobert you got at least one legit starter out of the trade, which Utah Jazz did not get. But to basically get six first-round picks for Rudy, 
I think you got to make that move, right? Of course, because Rudy's liability. I mean, if you had to pick between two stars on your team, who would you pick? Oh, Donovan Mitchell. That's what I've said since the beginning. Hey, there you go. See, that, 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 there's your answer. If, if, you can get, if you can get rid of Rudy. And get six and get first six, round picks. You, you know what this reminds me of? Remember when Dallas traded Herschel Walker oh, to yeah. Minnesota Timber, I mean to Minnesota Vikings, yes. and literally started those teams in Minnesota. I don't know what's going on with them. And then and then kicked off like the whole Dallas Cowboy era. Yes, yes, absolutely. He, That's how where the triplets came from. Yeah, and he, here it is again. Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy. Like it's crazy, and, and and I I get I understand you know that. Um, you know, Patrick Beverly also went at a crazy, crazy man. I, like I don't know how this whole Patrick Beverly Donovan Mitchell thing is going to go, uh, but that, you know we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But the 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 thought that they're going to go with Carl Towns, you know, who's seven foot tall, but likes to shoot to basically stand out and shoot a hundred threes a game, <laughs> and Rudy Gobert, a dude who doesn't even have an offensive move, but is a really good defensive player and catch alley oop. How that's going to play? There in Minnesota, like that. Minnesota is going old. That's an old school lineup right there. That's like the old school nineteen eighties two post players. Your defensive post player, your the twin towers, your, your offensive post player. You know, having big guards and basically playing old. Like they're going old school with it. Like, do you like that? That having that two post. Like, can that work? It worked for the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm very like. No, that doesn't work in today's know. NBA. Like, this is a three point. The NBA is is a three point league. How who are they gonna guard? Like now you got two big slow big men out there. <laughs> like I, like I, I will be the the Minnesota Timberwolves have now just become the most interesting team. Like they always say, the most interesting man. It, they're gonna be the most interesting team in in the NBA next year. Like I, I'm very very interested or to the see heat. how that works. Well, well, that's gonna be the question. Is you know now with this move, we've heard that the Miami Heat. Um, you know, that, that they're making some moves as well. So, you know, that Donovan Mitchell, will he stay in Utah? Will he be on the move? Hey, we're going to go right back to the uh, Wake Up 502 buzz. I'm getting all these calls. we got five, eight minutes left in the show. Caller, uh, you on the line? Yeah, I'm not going to be long. Shot. I forgot to ask you. Oh, you're, you're good, Wayne. Uh, speak on uh, Mookie Cook, the guy that decommitted ah, from Oregon. Yes, yes. I want to speak out on that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, Wayne. I'll definitely hit on that. Uh, 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 so th- thanks for the call back, Wayne. Um, uh, Mookie Cook, uh, for those who do not hear, is a, a five-star um, uh, player, uh, wing, uh, that uh, decommitted from Oregon. Um, he's a 2023 guy, but he's considered a reclass uh, opportunity or possibility uh, to reclass to, to come to school this fall. Um, he is a very talented player. Um, we've heard – um, that he's going to be reopening his com- uh, recruitment. Uh, he previously, uh, besides uh, being recruited by Oregon, was recruited by the University of Kentucky, Baylor. We've heard that the G League is a possibility as well, the overtime elite. Um, you know, So there's a lot of questions um, if Mookie is going to be a guy that Louisville would try to get involved with. Um, from what I understand, and of course, UK people think that they're going to get everybody anyway, and <laughs> we've kind of started to get into that mode of, uh, you know, every time there's a new player on the market, we say, okay, is that going to be a guy that Kenny Payne gets in on? Um, I don't think he's going to be a guy that Louisville's going to look to get into. Like, I, I just – I don't think that's going to happen. I think that if he does go to college, which is still a question mark because it sounds like he does have the ability to make some money um, playing in the G League uh, for Ignite, G League Ignite, 
um, that if he does go to college, it sounds like Kentucky would be where he would end up at. So Kentucky would, you know, already has a, a really good team. They, they are a little lacking on the perimeter. They could stand to use another perimeter guy just for depth purposes, uh, which is funny that Kentucky wants to add perimeter depth with Louisville just decided that they only need one guy. But I digress. Um, that Mookie will probably end up in a U.K. uniform most likely if he goes to college. Um, but I think that the G League Ignite, um, you know, which is uh, something that guys like Jaden Hardy in this past draft, Jonathan Kaminga, of course, he just won a championship with the, the, the Golden State Warriors. He went the path of Ignite. So I think that, you know, Mookie could definitely look to go the way of the Ignite program. But we shall see. We shall see. I, I think that if he does come to the Bluegrass, he won't be wearing red and black. He'll probably be wearing uh, that ugly blue and white. Um, is, is the way I, I read that situation. But I appreciate the callback, Wayne, uh, to, to bring that up. That was an excellent question. But, Haven, the, the, the one thing I was going to say was that I do think that um, there is a question for Utah uh, is that are they going to go through full rebuild, go ahead, trade Donovan Mitchell? We've heard that the Miami Heat have been very, very interested in Donovan Mitchell heading down there. Will they trade Donovan Mitchell and go full rebuild, or will they try to turn those picks into another couple of superstars to get Donovan Mitchell some help? I don't know what's going to happen with that. I feel like Utah's on the fence, but one thing I do know, they can't stand and sit where they are right now. They've either got to go all in, and Dwayne Wade's going to have to go out there and sell some superstars on coming to Utah, or Utah's going to have to go ahead and move Dwayne Wade. And I would not be upset if if, uh, Donovan ended up uh, down in, in Miami. I think that him and Jimmy Butler would na- make a nice little duo with Bam out of What about Bayern. KD? Uh, hey, hey, well, you I know. I mean, like, come on. Look, 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 look. You've been skipping around talking about your boy KD. Well, this is the, 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 that was going to be what I ended with because KD is a possibility. He He's asked, requested his trade, and, of course, it was met with immediate hate and vitriol from everybody everywhere. Everybody hates Kevin Durant. I don't know why. I can tell you why. I mean, it's obvious why everybody hates Kevin Durant. He's why? soft. I mean, okay, look, let's let, look, let's be honest. Kevin desperately wants to be the man and win an NBA title as the man. Like, this is my team. I did it. Yes. He couldn't do it, obviously, at Golden State because that was Steph Curry's team. Well, he did it, but he didn't. No, no, no. He, he won he, championships, he did. He did. but that wasn't his team. That's Steph's team. I mean, he was the finals MVP. No, it's yeah. Steph's team. I don't care what he was. That's Steph's he team. Was the best player on the team. It's Steph's team. <laughs> that's Steph's team. It's I mean, true. it is what it is. It's Steph's team. It wasn't KD's team. KD may have been the best player on the team. He may have been MVP. But it was never going to be his team. It's never going to be his team. That's I, always Steph's team. I agree. He was just there. He was a higher gun. He goes to New York thinking, I finally did it. I got Kyrie. Uh, I'm reunited with Harden from my Oklahoma Thunder days. I got it. Yeah. About, everybody thought we we're about to win this championship. They're, they're about to do it. And he failed miserably. Just failed miserably. Ben Simmons was supposed to be the missing piece. That's the tough guy that they needed to go battle with the Celtics because the Celtics don't play bully ball. Now they got Ben Simmons to be the tough guy. And he didn't even play. And Ben Simmons. Sat on sidelines looking like the Joker. Yes. <laughs> and he was like, I can't play today because mentally I, I feel like my back may hurt. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> but mentally I, I may feel like it's going to hurt. So, but see, like, like, and I just want to ask you this, Haven, because, yes, yeah, so we understand that KD has 
pined for his opportunity to be the man to have his team and have his championship feeling that he wanted and and it was his thing. Um, and I understand it. And I understand that. You know, the, the, the best want to be considered the best. You know, he wants to kind of be considered in the same breath as LeBron and those guys. Um, it didn't work out in Brooklyn. But I want to know what's the difference between KD. Because, and the difference was KD signed a long-term deal with the Nets, so he doesn't have nearly as much flexibility as what LeBron's done. LeBron has basically been on, I believe, like six or seven consecutive two-year contracts with a player option for the second year. So he always controls where he's going to be every year. So he has the flexibility to never have to request a trade because he can just leave if he wants to. Or he can, he can go wherever he wants to because he has all the power. KD did not make that move, and it's cost him. Uh, and, and I just want to know, what's the difference in those two guys? There is no difference. Ke- y'all need to leave Kevin Durant alone. There's a difference. KD's soft. Y'all need to leave KD, KD has like alone. no. KD has zero leadership abilities. That's KD's main problem. Y'all are mean. No, KD's not a leader. That's his problem. He's not a leader. You have to be a leader. I mean, if you want to be the man, you got to be the leader. Now, I will say this. When LeBron first got in the league, he wasn't. He was a great player, but wasn't, he really wasn't a leader. He had to go to the Heat, and Dwayne Wade taught him to be the leader, right? That's fair. Like, taught him how to be a leader. Hey, thank you all. Thank you, Haven, for just crapping on KD. Big S Sports Radio. I'm covering his hairline next. <laughs> <Who you out? laughs>